Well, hello and good day, beautiful men and women of planet Earth. What a privilege and honor to be with you once again. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you are doing fantastic. Your loved ones are healthy and happy, and uh, we are ready to get into an amazing show for you today. We have Kyle Jones, and we are talking about the future of recovery, wellness, and performance with cryo and light therapy. Uh, Kyle is the founder of iCryo and he's got a background, a vast background in health and in wellness, uh, former football career. Uh, you know, he was a weightlifting champion, so he really knows his, in, in a bodybuilder, he's kind of did a lot of stuff. And um, now he's moved into cryo and he's really moving into the idea of enhancing our recovery. So I've never covered uh, cryo. So we, we talk about a lot of things in here. We talk about his football uh, career, his bodybuilding journey, the origins of cryotherapy, controlling inflammation. We talk about the science behind cryotherapy, why inflammation is the cause of almost all illness, uh, the three most effective wellness technologies, the future of light therapy and the science of light therapy. We talk about infrared saunas, uh, the three areas of wellness, uh, the importance of electrolytes and the root of wellness and education and the pillars to wellness. So this is a lot about cryotherapy, wellness, recovery, and uh, just basically health optimization. So I I know you're going to love this episode. If you enjoy it, share it as far and as wide as you can on every platform that you have because um, censorship is real. If you were a patron and you want to support the show, they have deleted my Patreon. So go to mattbelair.com, become a member. You can do so by a small donation. There are donations there just like Patreon, um, but you can also have it for free. If you need it for free, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com, um, and I will gladly get back to you. Some people saying some of the form on the website's not working so well. So you can, uh, if, if you don't hear back from me, just hit me up matt at zenathlete.com it means i didn't receive it uh follow me on telegram because you can still get a lot of information out that way and uh what else um for those of you guys who are looking for community and you want tools to know and live your life purpose you want to you know be in this world of people who are responding to this situation with power who are looking for solutions who have like-minded ideas and who want to better themselves and you want to be around this community and also get training and support so you can know your life purpose overcome fears overcome limitations um learn all the tools tools of peak performance and personal development in a closed community, hit me up at uh, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and uh, you can check out the Soul Compass or the Quantum Heart Hypnosis or even join the Mastermind as my guest and be around very powerful, like-minded community so we can all navigate these times with peace, with presence, with power and respond to all the things that were happening um, and have a like-minded community that you can escape to um, and be around some sane people. So if that sounds good, uh, hit me up there. I'd like to thank my sponsor the pure body extra heavy metal detox uh heavy metals are friggin' everywhere and it is a fantastic thing to do for your health so if you want a bottle of their amazing detox you can go to thegoodinside.com forward slash matt b m-a-t-t-b and you will get a bottle of their pure body extra zeolite for 50 dollars off so it only comes to 13 dollars if you want to try it out um that and a greens juice is a really phenomenal and simple protocol to remove heavy metals but also give your body all of these superfoods that they need so you can um live optimally you can have uh, cl more clarity of mind more energy um so diet is very very important as far as health and longevity and also mindset so i think that's it um let's oh yeah the most important thing you do is three kind acts wherever you are in the world today um so let's just come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in so wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. 
and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, courage, inspiration. And get ready to enjoy this phenomenal episode with Kyle Jones. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are currently overcoming extreme censorship. If you want to support this show, please share episodes as far and as wide as possible. Go over to mattbelair.com and become a member so you don't miss any episodes. And most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest found his passion for health and wellness after his college football career, graduating from Texas State with a degree in exercise science and business management. He is a two-time powerlifting champion and earned his pro card for bodybuilding physique. He is the co-founder of iCryo. Welcome to the show, Kyle Jones. What's going on, man? It's good to be here. It is a blessed day in Houston, Texas. Yeah, man. I'm so excited to have you on. You know, I, I, was, I was looking through your bio and I was excited for a variety of different reasons. One, I don't know anything about cryotherapy. I heard it's good. Cold training up the wazoo, right? Everybody's getting in the ice bath now. So that's taken over. Float tanks are taken over. But you are, uh, you know, you're a college football player. That takes, a, it's a high level athlete, especially in the States, to get anywhere near uh, college football. It's incredibly impressive. Plus, being a powerlifting champion, um, you know, that's amazing. We were going over some numbers too, because I just deadlifted uh, 455 pounds and I was super stoked on that. And it's taken me a while. Um, so, you know, the fact that you can, you know, it's like a superhuman feat, I think that kind of stuff, right? When you're lifting that kind of weight, it's it's pretty extraordinary. But you've, you've found a way to balance all that out health and wellness and mindset and, um, you know, also entrepreneurship to give back and teach people just the fundamentals of health because you were saying at the beginning as well that you know if you go a little bit too far with some of the training you can um you know experience some consequences so uh welcome to the show and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself i don't want to i don't want to say everything <laughs> yeah definitely and you you nailed it on the money right there it's it's all about the balance you know for me i've uh one thing in my life has always transitioned me to something else right and it, it took me down a different path and i think that's what people really need to focus on is, is people are scared to venture from one path to the next in their life. They're scared of change. They're scared to alter. Uh, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit. So we are very habitual uh, uh, species and we like to stick to one thing and continue to do that one thing until our heads fall off. Right. And for me, I've always taken a change. I've always accepted that. I've always you know, said, Hey, if, if I'm venturing down a path and it takes me down another path, well, let's open that door and let's see what's behind there. So you alluded to it, you know, when I graduated, graduated high school, um, I went off to play college football division two in Oklahoma. Um, that led me pretty quickly after my freshman year, my, my coach pulled me aside and he said, Hey, Kai, I think you're more into like just general wellness, not really football. Um, and as I was telling you before, as an 18 year old kid thinking I'm going pro, that crushed me. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking no, coach, like I'm going to make it all the way. And, um, he was a mentor of mine at the time. So I kind of took a step back. I analyzed my life and it was one of those uh, pathways. It was taking me to something that was better, not realistically a bad change, but it was a good change if I accepted that. Right. And I did. Um, I came back home. I uh, finished out my undergrad at Texas State University, which led me into powerlifting. Um, I'm a very competitive person naturally. And so I love competition. Um, I competed in powerlifting for about five or six years a couple national titles. Um, at that point in time, I think I was about 24 years old, uh, 23, 24. And I remember, I'll never forget my, my last national meet. 
Um, I was backstage. I was warming up with everybody else. And I was just looking around and I saw guys in their early to mid thirties. Um, they were dealing with all sorts of back pain and, and knee pain and had surgeries and, you know, had all these braces on. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be that in 10 years. You know, I don't, I don't want to be crutching around in my mid thirties. And so um, a friend of mine that actually owned a gym that I was going to at the time said, Hey Kyle, you know, uh, anybody that knows me knows that I love my sweets. I'm a big food guy. I love eating. It just, I, I love it. And so um, she said, Hey, how about you challenge yourself? And you start paying attention more to your diet and focus on maybe like some bodybuilding shows, you know, get get a really good aesthetic image on your on your profile, on your body profile. Stop focusing so much on heavy lifting and, and focus on smart lifting, focus on time under tension workouts, um, focus on nutrition and see if you can dial in and go on stage and put on a presentation. And so um, I, I actually said no. And then she she countered and she said, um, yeah, I bet you couldn't do it. And I said, oh, man. So the competition side came out of me. I said, all right, well, let's do one show. One show ended up leading to I think I did eight over the course of about six years. Uh, won my pro card with a couple uh, uh, global organizations here in the United States. Um, but that kind of led me into my career path now. I was uh, pursuing my doctorate in physical therapy at the time. Um, I had just got my undergrad. I bridged uh, over to my doctorate program. Um, I was, as I was competing, I was working at an outpatient center here in Houston, Texas, um, dealing with PC, PT patients, you know, post-surgical um, rehabilitation type. We would migrate them into some minimal fitness programs, to build strength and stability, um, range of motion, stuff like that. And I'll never forget, I heard a patient of mine talking about cryotherapy. It was back in 2012, so almost 10 years ago. Um, nobody knew what cryo was back in 2012. I mean, it just hit the States in 2010. There were maybe a handful of machines even here in the States. And uh, I did some research. I looked into it. Uh, long story short, I actually told my professors, my parents, my boss at the time, I'm putting PT school on pause. I think we have something with cryotherapy. It just fascinated me to see that it originated back in the 70s, right? The original cryotherapy chamber was originated in Japan in 1978 by a Japanese scientist who was actually trying to treat rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia. So he was trying to treat inflammation, which we know today can't be cured, but it can be controlled, right? Um, most people nowadays control inflammation with medication, right? Um, you're not doing natural remedies to, to, to do that, which is a band-aid effect, right? It has more of a long-term um, effect on the body in a negative way than it does a positive way. So I looked into cryo. It, it kind of consumed me, to be honest. Um, I, long story short, again, I managed the cryo division in that PT clinic for about three years. Um, 2014, I started to really think about uh, what would it take for cryo to just go full retail? I was thinking Massage Envy back in 2001, they were the first company to take massage and number one, educate the guests that you needed to do it on a reoccurring basis. It wasn't just an elite service for a luxury item. Number two, put complementative services around it that accent that service and put, put together a duplicatable franchise model. Um, it hadn't been done before. I was Googling cryotherapy franchises and there were none. Um, so my entrepreneur mind kicked in. Um, me and my dad were having side conversations around, you know, hey, what, what would this business look like? Um, 
October of 2015. So we're actually coming up on our six year anniversary next weekend of a company. Um, we will, uh, we have launched the first location here in Houston. It took us about uh, two years to actually put together all the systems to make it duplicatable. Uh, September 11th of 2017, we launched the franchise model. Um, really, it was branding. I, I wasn't about building a company. I was about building a brand. Um, to me, something that spoke more than just services, something that spoke culture, something that spoke wellness, something that spoke home for people. I wanted people to come into iCryo and feel like it was a home away from home, number one. I wanted them to feel like they were in a safe environment, number two. I wanted them to have the convenience of utilizing the services without breaking the bank account, right? I didn't want it to be just an upper echelon. The, the five percenters that were very wealthy could afford these services on a regular basis. I wanted to feed the masses with this. And that's what we did. We created a model where it works in a city of 19,000 people all the way up in a city of 19 million people. Um, and we have very successful locations in all markets. So uh, to date, we've sold over 200 different locations in, uh, in our expansion right now. We've got uh, 15 locations open. We're building another 35 right now. Um, that'll double next year. We've, we're probably going to close out the year with around three or 400 sold here in the U.S., um, we have an extremely aggressive business plan. Uh, we'll probably do about a thousand locations here in the States. We'll probably do another 500 plus internationally. Uh, we're already having international conversations right now. So man, like, I, I could go on forever, but it has been a wild ride. If you would have told me as a 25 year old kid starting this business uh, that we would be a, a multi-hundred, multi-global um, multi, company, uh, I would say you were crazy. <laughs> Wow, man. Well, that's that's quite the journey. And I, I like how at the beginning you said, you know, each experience that you had uh, led you to the next thing, right? So each building block kind of takes you to a new location and you keep following that passion and you follow that inspiration. And your story reminds me a lot of my friend, Nick Janicki, who was on, on the podcast maybe a couple of years ago, but he has the number one uh, float tank franchise in the United States, True Rest. And I don't know if that's still true now, but there's a lot of True Rest. And he had the same idea where a lot of people would struggle with meditation. And it's almost like it gives them this opportunity to do something natural to feed into all of these other things, right? When you have a gym, it's like, look, these things are great, um, but you got to show up every day. You got to know how to use the equipment, right? It's building in that lifestyle of wellness. And in your experience, you you know, you took one where you're like, okay, I'm going to be a, a, a football player. So you're gonna be an athlete. Then you're going to say, okay, well, how strong is my body? I'm going to test that. And then you're like, all right, well, how can I shape the body and, and like understand it and, and make it do all these things. And a lot of people have um, challenges with just the basics of eating well, of, of feeling healthy, of feeling strong, of feeling fit. So you were able to dabble with all those different things and then kind of make it entrepreneurial where you, where you see the business opportunity for something that works and that has benefits, but it also, I, I call it like the kind of like the fishing hook, right. That brings people in to then say, all right, now you have like a tool or an inspiration to, you know, work on your wellness, work on all these other things that go along with health and not just the one tool, whether it's true rest or it's cryo or something like that. So 
Um, with all that said, I'd love to hear about cryotherapy, you know, some of the science, some of the benefits, I'm comparing it to cold training and uh, where you see it going. And I've always been curious and how cold does it get in there? Cause I always see people <laughs> with the gloves and cold training is tough enough. Right. And I was like, is it colder than like ice cold water? Like how cold is that freaking thing? Yeah, it so <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. I'll, I'll just brief science around cryotherapy. So cryotherapy is about a three to four minute session. Um, what we're doing is we're super cooling the air around you in order to affect the skin temperature. So we actually don't affect the body's core temperature at all. Um, it, it's really a, a, a mind trickery, if you want to call it that. Um, we're tricking the mind into doing one of two things, right? Number one, either hit a fight or flight response, which re releases endorphins. It releases a lot of energy components. Um, it's basically your body's survival mode. What it does is it rushes all the blood from the extremities to the core. Um, it's doing that in a simplistic way of explaining it. It's trying to save the vital organs. We know that if we're at the top of Mount Everest and we go into a hypothermic state, our body thinks survival mode, right? So we we can live without our limbs. We have amputees walking uh, the planet right now or, or, or rolling around the planet right now, right? If they're in a wheelchair, and uh, but we can't live without our vital organs. So our body thinks save the, the components that we need to survive. Well, with, with like I said, it, it's a trickery thing. So at the end of the session, uh, when you when you hop out, your body realizes, oh wait, we're we're not under attack. We, we we're not fearing for our lives. So all that blood is enriched in that process and then uh, exported back out through the extremities. So it, it's a very intriguing process. Now, the second thing that you could gain from this, if you don't get a fight or flight response, is what we call a rest and digest response. This is what happens when your uh, when your body goes into sleep, right? When you when you shut down for the night, your mind shuts down. Your body goes into what we call a rest or digest uh, mode, and that's in that, that's activating the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, so that's complete opposite. That's releasing melatonin. That's releasing serotonin. That's providing, you know, with a very relaxed, calm sensation. We have some people that do cryo, and they almost feel like it's a runner's high, right? Something that's very sedative or meditative and puts them in a very calm and relaxed environment, a very uh, mentally clear, uh, just the clarity is enhanced. And so um, those are two different things that you can receive from cryo is, is, is really that fight or flight response or that rest or digest response. The number one benefit that we're trying to achieve from cryotherapy is reducing the inflammation in the body. And, and most people, when I say that, they can't comprehend everything that correlates to. Inflammation is directly to tied to most autoimmune issues, headaches, migraines, stress, anxiety, depression, sleep, uh, you name it. Stress is, or uh, inflammation is tied to everything that you, pretty much everything you deal with on a daily basis from a negative perspective. If you can control, once again, we can't cure inflammation, but if you can control the inflammation markers and keep them at a minimum, it'd be amazing how great you feel from day to day. So it's interesting when people really look at cryotherapy, when they understand it, when they're educated around it, it is a lifestyle. It is something that me personally, I do cryotherapy every day. Um, most of our members that come inside an iCryo location, it's three to five times a week. Uh, we've got a lot of people that realize the benefits are, are there. They're real. They're, they're science-based. It's not a fad. And they make it a part of their routine. So it's just like going to Starbucks coffee for, for some of these people in the morning. Instead of waiting on that drive-through, they're just going to go do a cryo session and get some natural energy boost. Um, so the, the basic education around it is reducing inflammation in the body. It's been around for decades. So this is not a new technology. It's not a new science. Um, what they've done over the years is really just perfect it and make it safer. 
Um, so I remember when we first started out, we had like wooden chambers. I mean, they were terrible. I, I, I can't, I remember putting people in those. I remember putting myself in them and I'm like, oh, these things are horrible, right? And then they kind of moved to cryosaunas, which is everything from like the head out, right? You see some of those kind of floating around. Um, that was kind of like the 2.0 version. Um, now they're building cryo rooms where you could, me and you could literally walk into a cryo room. Uh, you could fit two or three people in some of these rooms. Um, they actually make rooms bigger where you could fit like an entire team in there. So um, you'll see some NBA teams and some soccer teams overseas where they'll walk into a room that's 10 by 10, you know, the size of a, of a bedroom and you have a whole football team freezing there of 10 people. Um, so it's, it's very interesting how they've evolved into safer technology, a um, uh, lot bigger spaces, a uh, lot better time frame, a lot better judgment and analytics and reporting behind a lot of these devices. Um, and now we have chambers that are 100% electric powered. So we used to have to use liquid nitrogen, which uh, boils at about negative 320 degrees to get those sub-zero temperatures. Um, now a lot of these global manufacturers are um, a, a dummy version of their souped up version of Freon, right? It's, it's, it's basically a proprietary compound that helps get these chambers down to a sub-zero temperature level and it keeps it constant. So um, literally it's, it's very impressive what the industry has done in such a short period of time. Um, and right now cryotherapy is probably in my mind, the most advanced, well-rounded wellness modality that you can offer in the world. I don't know of any wellness service that's based around rehabilitation from a mental and a physical component that you can do in three minutes. I don't know of any. <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. And I'm curious to see um, the research and some of the other stuff that'll come out of this with kind of long-term effects, right? Because we're discovering new technologies and new ways to stimulate parts of the body that create and promote wellness. And when you talked about inflammation, I remember hearing on a podcast, I'm pretty sure it was one of mine. I've interviewed a lot of health experts, but they basically said that every, the cause of all disease is inflammation on some scale, somewhere it's inflammation. And so my, my curiosity is if we're using the cryotherapy and you have like this sweet, like, how would you, um, uh, like promote or suggest like your basic necessities like you do cryo and then maybe massage you know what i mean like if you have three that you would say you know what you do these your entire life and you're going to be pinnacle shape so for me like right now like i've heard about the infrared saunas i've heard about cold training um meditation float tanks things like that so you know would and would you change that for somebody who um, maybe is an athlete versus somebody who is recovering or on their on the beginning of their wellness journey would it be the same or would you modify it so, man, you're going to make me spill the beans here. You're, you're giving up my secret sauce. Uh, so for me, there you nailed it on the spot. There are three. There are three on my mind that, that we have heavily researched as a company. Um, it is going to be a big part of, I think, just the future of wellness in general. It's cold, heat, and light. Those yeah. are the three, those are the three, uh, those are the three service categories that if I were a guest, if I were a customer, if I were a business owner, you need to be focusing on big time. Cold therapy has been used for millennia, right? It's just a matter of how we use that cold therapy, how it's dispersed, the temperatures we do it at, the time frame we do it at, and what part of the body that we're treating. 
from a heat mo from a heat side of thing, we know that heat's necessary, but right, what frequencies are we using near infrared, mid infrared, far infrared? How what penetrating links of infrared are we using? Um, what, what is the heat? What are the temperatures? What are the time links? What are the color spectrums within the chromotherapy that you're using within some of these saunas? And then and then light. Um, I can't stress light enough. Light is becoming a massive part of our business right now. Um, the science and the research around light in general is it's just it's overwhelming to be honest um light therapy so photobiomodulation therapy um is something that if you're not looking into it or if you haven't done it you are missing the boat big time um to me it's not something where you get cold you get hot it's true it's true light penetration so i think of it like energy and nature uh the sunlight um you, you need that stuff your body uh, fiends for it. I mean, so if you can, the only problem is uh, humans, we're designed to reflect light, right? Our skin is there to actually repel light. So you actually need, um, and this is where it comes in very, very particular. Um, we have vetted out oh, so many manufacturers when it comes to light therapy. Um, there are only a couple that I feel are the quality of what you need if you're paying for it. Um, and yeah, it's just light is such a tremendous asset to overall wellness. I mean, when you talk about cognitive ability, when you talk about physical ability, when you talk about general wellness, recovery, stress, um, autoimmune disorders, I mean, I, I'm not making any claims by any means, but I can tell you right now, light is something that people should be looking at more than they are right now. Well, that's interesting you say that because very few people have spoken about that. And when I was hanging out with my buddy, Lyle Maxson, uh, shout out Lyle. He's, he's always into like, we would go to festivals, right? And his job was to get the leading technologies and let people experience them. So we'd have as basic as hilarious, a buffer. So we'd have a massage table and we would buff people as like a service, just like a, you know, a ridiculous festival thing. You do it, but we'd have also light therapy and we'd have my buddy from uh, I pyramids over who's actually, no, he's not, I was going to say, Texas and, and Arizona are very different, but they're both hot. I don't know why I put them together. But uh, my friend down there, he had something <laughs> called Eye Pyramids, and he's a former uh, military pararescue. And this has got like crystals and therapy and hurts and all kinds of crazy magic in it. And he'll tell you in detail what happens. But in those spaces, light therapy, the therapy kept coming up, but it was more like you would, you would uh, lie under it and it would, you know, do something more of a meditative thing. So when you said you should look into this one, which one are you speaking of um, specifically? And do you know how it's working? Like what, what exactly it's doing to the body? And maybe you can explain that. I don't know yeah. So, it, and I try to break it down and I try to break it down in layman's terms. Uh, it can get, light can get very, very science oriented for sure. If you're speaking to somebody that's intelligent about it, you're going to, you're just going to be like, what did you just say? Um, but for me, light is basically, I, I correlate your body to a battery. Think about that, right? Each one of your cells is a battery, a triple A AAA battery, right? And throughout the day, you're exhausting that battery. You got kids, you got work, you're working out, whatever you're doing throughout the day, you're exhausting that battery, right? Well, to recharge that battery, let's be realistic. Not all of us are eating the correct diets. Not all of us are, are drinking the appropriate things or getting the appropriate sleep. So that battery is always running on somewhat of a, a low barometer, right? Well, for, for if you look into photobiomodulation, light therapy, light therapy actually helps recharge the cell. So it actually targets mitochondria, which is the energy component um, in the process of providing energy to the cells. Um, so I always tell people light therapy is there to recharge that cell to full capacity, right? And, there, and the science shows 
there's no real overconsumption of light. So if you fill that meter up, it's almost like if you have your phone charged in the nightstand while you sleep, it doesn't take eight hours to charge your phone. It only takes about, what, an hour to get fully charged. And then the remaining four, five, six hours you're asleep, it just stays at 100%. It's not going to hurt your phone, but it's already full. Same thing with light. If, if you're designed to, to do 12 minutes of light a day um, and you do a 15-minute light session, it's not going to hurt you. You just, you're, so, you're fully charged. You're there. So when you hop out of that session, um, you're where you need to be. So I always try to tell people, uh, think of it like a battery. Uh, your body's exhausted all the day from that battery. You have to recharge that cell at some point in time. Cold therapy doesn't recharge. It does do an extent of providing an endorphin relief to, to give you some energy components. Um, once again, a hot therapy doesn't really do a full recharge from a cellular level. Um, it's really food. It's, it's what you eat. It's what you drink. It's how you sleep. But if you're looking for a modality to supplement that with, um, light therapy does all of that. Um, and, and that's why I said it's, it's, it's something that people should look at more and more because the more that I see people, the more exhausted and drained I see them every day. Yeah. Wow. Well, it makes me think you are kind of the leading edge with cryo, you know, looking at the benefits of that, just as in like with, uh, you know, float tanks, I think can be beneficial as well. And now with light therapy, when I heard about it, it seemed like it was very promising at that time. Um, do you recommend a specific product that exists right now? Or do you feel like the, the tools are, and then I was also going to ask, I don't think that, uh, those infrared saunas are the same as light therapy or is it? Correct. Yeah, there's a little bit of differentiation for sure. Uh, infrared saunas are a little bit bigger. Um, with light, you want to get as close as possible to the skin um, and you want to surround the entire body. So it's tough because you have some light beds that are just single surface. They don't have a top. They don't have sides. And what people don't understand is light's going to hit you and repel right off. Our skin is designed to reflect light, not receive it, right? So you have to have some type of an encased cylinder, like a tanning bed style or a stand-up tanning bed style light bed, so it can contain all that light. Um, we use a company called Fairlight. Um, in my research, they're one of probably two companies in the world um, to this day that, that build the best light bed. Um, when I look at the best, I look at frequency. I look at um, the strength of the lights. I look at, I look at everything, the irradiance. It, it's, it's, you really want to take into effect. What does it take to power the machine? How effective is it? What are the treatment times? Um, and then how is the bed actually designed? Um, some of them have light panels. Like you can see a, a red light. They have some face shields. They have single panels. You could put on like an elbow. Realistically, yes. Is that going to work? but your body works best on a recovery and wellness rehabilitation platform if it has a systemic approach. So that's why we do whole body cryotherapy to get the entire body inside to get a systemic reaction. That's why we do whole body infrared saunas. You don't infrared a part of your body, right? And that's why we do whole body photobiomodulation. Photo we don't just do red light on one specific part of the body. It's because you want that systemic reaction so the body works in unison to recover all at once. Well, I love that. And it reminds me of the work of Dan Winter. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I've heard of him. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, you should check out his stuff because he's, he's a crazy mad scientist. And I remember going down... Uh, the rabbit hole with it. And I think, yeah, so he's brilliant. He has patents on different things. And uh, I can't remember if we work for IBM or whatever, something like that. And one of the things he would talk about in his presentations and he would get, he would never get upset. 
He was not like, he was very, he's an old man. Right. But when you talk about going to the grocery store or our kids in school and talk about the lights above and how whatever set frequency it was, it just, it disturbed them. Like it was fully unnatural. He would always get upset. You know what I mean? He just like, <laughs> and the light that they put in the grocery store and it takes all the life out of the food and it, you know, zaps the poor kids that are at school. And we always get really <laughs> upset because of the power of light. And it just, it just makes perfect sense. You know, we're in a very, toxic environment these days a lot of the stuff that's around us and and we're just taking for granted of like oh this is the way it is there's supposed to be these neon lights or whatever the case is is actually harmful to the way that we work if we're electromagnetic right we're feeling zapped and tired and when you look at the food and you go down that rabbit hole you're like oh my goodness like that's a whole and i mean and i mean think about it we could go down a rabbit hole with light but think about like reptiles animals have to be in a certain light when you have you know snakes caged or um, you have light when you, I mean, we could go down the cannabis route. You have to have certain lights when you're growing cannabis, you have to have certain lights when you're growing different plants. And, and so, I mean, it's, it's crucial that people understand the importance of light, the frequencies, the strength when it comes to light. I mean, it is amazing, uh, how much we are missing the boat on rehabilitation and what light can do. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I'm excited for that uh, technology to develop. You know, it seems like it, we're right at the beginning and, and and we need people to kind of bring it forward, popularize it like what, with what you're doing with iCryo. Um, and then people will see the benefits and, and start to jump on, right? And then ideally we can make the technologies, uh, you know, more inexpensive so people can start putting them in their homes or wherever however it starts right like even those uh new thera guns my friend has one i've seen them out there now that i've just used one i'm like i gotta get one of those immediately it feels so good and i was just i just did a workout my legs were killing me it was like the greatest thing of all time i got um, one yeah i got one in my office and i have one at home <laughs> uh, yeah perfect you know yeah. yeah just interesting things like even uh this guy i follow david weck is such a fascinating guy i don't know he's the inventor of the bosu ball and he's he's a bit of a mad scientist too and he's always looking for these creative ways for us to improve you know how do we use technology but uh, but uh you know in tools and processes to live a healthy life full of vitality and energy and you're right if we're abundant in the way we feel and in our energy we're gonna live a much better life but if we're always drained and depleted and and afraid and in low energy states, we're going to live a terrible life. And I feel like a lot of people are in a very uh, anxious, uncertain, fearful uh, mindset. And so one of the things we can do is correct our health. You know, if we had, if we lived out in nature, the way we used to back in the day, or our cities were built more around nature and our food were really clean and our water really clean, you know, we could use these and they would accelerate it, but we would, we would already be at a much higher level. But what, what's happening with our cities is it's like Wally basically, right? We're driving in our cars and then we step 10 feet and then we get a sugary thing, right? And then we <laughs> sit on our butt all day, right? And then we get home and we plug in front of the TV and the body's not very active. We're not in the sun. We're not in the forest. We're not doing all these things that we are meant to do. So like, if you have a, a hound dog or a dog that's made to run or a husky and you put him in a small place, he gets depressed, right? Yep. Because it's not made to do what it's made to do. And humans aren't doing what we're made to do. So um, I just want to throw that out there. And if there's anything more important or fun to, to talk about, as far as getting weird with light therapy, please let me know. <laughs> Cause I, I always, I always <laughs> want to dive down those rabbit holes, but I did kind of want to ask you, what is your, What's your process for like health? You know, do you have a simple process of what? So if I'm an athlete and I'm near you, I'm like, yo, man, I'm training. I want to maximize my health. What are kind of some pillars that you would put up for, so, so people could follow that protocol for like, hey, I learned this about food. And then, you know, you get your cryo in and, you know, three times a week do cryo light and this. But for training, you want to do these types of things. And uh, for food, you know, make sure you get that stuff in. So 
Um, yeah, so I was it, way to ask it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> maybe the worst asked question ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. There's there's definitely always three things I pay attention to when I'm talking to some form of an athlete or somebody really just trying to better themselves. Uh, number one, you're always going to have an initial goal that you're shooting towards. So if you're a football player, you're working out to, to train football, if you're soccer, to, whatever it may be, your coach is going to going to help you train for that. So you really don't need to focus on the training because you're going to have somebody walk you through that path. The three things that I always tell people to focus on, number one, focus on your sleep. That's huge. I can't, I mean, I think that is the most underrated uh basic wellness thing that we can control right but we choose not to uh sleep number one sleep number two is going to be what you consume so that's everything you eat everything you drink pay attention to what you put in your mouth and it will shock you um i used to do nutrition and workout plans you know when i was when i was younger you know doing bodybuilding doing powerlifting and what i would do before i even brought on a client is i say look for seven days straight I want you to write down in your spiral everything that you put in your mouth that's a liquid or a food base. And it'd be, it, it wouldn't even be 48 hours and they would shoot me a text and like, okay, I get what you're saying, right? Because we naturally snack so much that we don't even realize it. I mean, you know, a, a handful of whatever here, a handful of whatever there and a half a soda here and, uh, you know, a Gatorade there, whatever. I mean, it, it all adds up. So um, to me, what, what you consume, the food in your drinks, the, the third thing, is to me recovery and it's why i started i cryo to, to begin to begin with i remember when i was doing my undergrad it was back in 2000 maybe 10 2009 and i'll never forget this i read an article from a physician who he was already claiming the decade of 2020 to 2030 would be heavy heavy focused in recovery um his entire article and i wish i would have saved this damn thing because it's been in my brain ever since, and it will always be ingrained in my, in my head, but um, his entire article was talking about how we're so focused on the sport or the field or um, the, the work environment, what, what our action is, right? But we're not focused on how that is in a reactive state, right? How does that affect your body when you're not on the field or when you're not at work or when you're not performing what you've been training to do? And that's really where it all plays in a part is how you recover. Um, and, and the one thing I can correlate that to is I always explain to people, and this is the same thing with the food conversation, get, get, getting people to understand the reality of the basics. You don't build muscle inside the gym. You actually do the opposite. You tear down muscle inside the gym. You build muscle when you leave the gym. It's what you eat after you work out. It's what you drink after you work out. It's how you sleep after you work out. It's not during the actual physical activity. Most people don't realize when you train, you're breaking apart muscle, right? After you train, when you recover, that's how that muscle is built and grown. So um, it, I always tell people recovery needs to be, it, you need to pay attention more to recovery than the actual sport. And the sport could be, you know, your work environment or, or whatever you're doing to get better. Um, it's how you recover, right? If, if you're a, um, an astrophysicist and, and you work on, um, you know, jet planes or whatever, well, your mind is racing a thousand miles an hour. If you don't get enough sleep and you don't drink the right things, you don't eat the right things, your mental clarity is not there and you can't solve those math problems like you could the day before, right? So, for me, it's it's all about doing the things off the field to be better on the field. So sleep, 
what you consume and the recovery were the three things that I would point to any person. It doesn't matter if you're sitting behind a desk all day or if you're an elite Olympic athlete, those are the three components I always focus on. Yeah, that's really key. And I'm glad you brought those all up because um, even for me, doing this for so long recovery is like the last thing that I focus on yeah. and I've only started actually recently and I've had quite the improvements in like performance. I'm like, all right, I should have been, I should have been <laughs> doing that way before, you know, just I, cause I would skateboard. Right. And then I would go to the gym and I just tear down my body. And then I would end up having to like, you know, zonk naps out, right. Totally fatigued. And just like, why am I so tired? But then when I paid more attention to what I ate and you're so right about writing it all down and drinks are slippery too. And like, uh, I'd be curious your uh, view on this. I've heard different things, but water is so important. Do not drink tap water. Like for the love of God, I've been seeing more crap out that, but I even think the bottled water is total nonsense. So I've heard a debate between a natural spring water, if you can get it, which makes sense to me. Um, not like bottled nonsense stuff, like actual, if you could actually get the legit stuff and distilled water. And then some people will say alkaline water. Um, and I got to get Dr. Bear Lando on. He's a friend of mine and he's a really well-known doctor and really well-respected. I believe and you, I tell everybody doing your own friggin' research, but he said something about the distilled water would able, would be able to take out a lot of the toxins. Cause we're eating a lot of toxins, and a lot of metals from our food and our vegetables and the air and all in our friggin' pans and everywhere. It's just ridiculous. So, and a lot of people are getting autoimmune and all kinds of different things from this accumulation and the way that I've equated it to people. Cause I've had a lot of guests on here talk about, you know, gut health and all these different things and how it's heavy metals that really cause these disease. Um, but it's like that old mafia story where I don't know if this is in a movie or I've just made it up, but they crush, they crush glass up little, little by little and they feed the mob bosses. Right. And, and it was like six or eight months. Finally, he died because all those little tiny micro glass got in there. And that's kind of how I see the heavy metal. So um, do you have any um, like hacks or insights or tools for sleep or water? And what's your view on those things? Yeah, definitely. I, I try to look into water. I mean, you, you're right. It, there's so many different water companies out there and you don't know, um, you know, what the containers are made of, the plastics. Uh, I see a lot of companies going towards aluminum cans, recyclable uh, type bottles. So it, dude, the, the industry changes so much. It's so hard. But um, for me, I definitely gravitate more towards alkaline water, just the better pH. Um, I definitely focus on, on, on making sure from a consumption standpoint, I'm not only consuming water, but I, I definitely believe in electrolytes. So your, your cell can only absorb so much water. It, to get full hydration, you do need some electrolytes to be optimally hydrated. So um, I do like a, just a basic, and it's not some you know sugary flavored additive that I put into water, but it's literally just like an electrolyte pouch. It's just filled with electrolytes. There's nothing to it, nothing else. There's no sugar in it. I pour it in my water. So for me, the importance of not just water, but electrolyte component to make sure that cell is fully hydrated. Um, and you'd be surprised on, on how much you pee when you're fully hydrated. Um, <laughs> I see I see people in my office, they sit at their desk for you know four or five hours. And I'm like, dude, I've already went to the restroom like three times. Like, how have you not gone pee yet? And for me, I just pay attention to the small things. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm drinking hydration type drinks. Uh, when everybody else is either, you know, I see them pop open a Diet Coke or a Gatorade, which has, you know, what, 50 grams of sugar in a freaking Gatorade now. Um, so people think they're drinking healthier by consuming a diet drink, which they're worse for you anyways, than the real thing. 
um, and, and consuming things that they feel are the best approach. So that kind of all leads me back into the origination of health and wellness in general. It stems from education. Um, we could have every modality on the planet, every resource, but if we don't educate our consumer. If we don't educate the masses, they're going to they're going to be slammed with, you know, $10 million ads from big companies like Coca-Cola and, and Gatorade and Powerade that are just jamming down, you know, $1.99, buy two, get one free. And they're not preaching the benefits. Um, they're probably going to throw up a can with, you know, zero sugar, but it's going to be filled with aspartame. It's going to be filled with sucralose. And that's going to be in like a 0.5 font on the back of the can that you can't read. Right. So um, for me, that's just a couple, a couple nitpick things. Yeah, no, those are huge. You know, the, the liquids are, are massive, right? People, how much sugar you can get in them. I think of the can of pop I saw recently on a Pepsi was 41 grams. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's not a vitamin water. It's like yeah. sugar water, you know, it's just all this ridiculous stuff. Kids are drinking monster and stuff. And so a lot of the, a lot of the, um, products that you see or things that you're doing, you might not realize how detrimental they could be. So it's really key, like you said, to just do a food uh, journal or dialogue or look at it. One of my friends, Adam Hart does the power of food. And uh, he would just say, just read everything that you're consuming. So you understand it. The electrolytes and being hydrated is so key for health. And you think about this, the body's incredibly resilient. And what we do is we get into these comfortable patterns over a long period of time, you know, a month, easy six months easy a year easy you know two years three years and all of a sudden that's when the issue comes in right so when you're kind of um that's why i think it's important that people should consider doing something goal oriented around health uh something they enjoy whether it's a triathlon boxing or martial arts um you know weightlifting something something that makes them excited to improve the body because you're going to, it's going to give you a reason and a catalyst to measure these things because now you're going to know what it feels like to be optimal, to be, to have high energy, to know what you're putting in your body, because you go and try and, uh, you know, drink a six pack and then work out, you know what I mean? Or grab a, (laughs) right. You're, you're doing a, a heavy workout and you grab a Pepsi and you're like, Oh, what did I just do? This is awful. And you, and you, uh, are able to, uh, be a lot more balanced. Right. And, and I find that if you can find something that you enjoy, anything that you enjoy, it's going to give you that catalyst, whatever that is for you. And so I think it's a key, key way to start to move towards these things. Then you move into, you know, optimization of getting, you know, recovery and cryo and therapeutics and all these different things, but you learn more about the body and how it works. And we're in the body all the time and what, and how it works for us and how we feel, because that's going to be, Uh, crucial to how we think because if we're just in this low operating uh way of being we're kind of in brain fog all the time we have low energy we're not moving into creation and we're not moving into entrepreneurship and we're not moving into possibility and we're not moving into optimism right it's kind of like well this is the way the world's going to go and i'm going to be dragged to whatever happens because i don't have the energy or capacity to change things and that's what's required to be a creator in this realm Yep. And that's honestly, that that's what stemmed us uh, about a year and a half ago. We hired a chief formulator from California. Uh, we're actually designing an entire drink line right now. We'll have energy products. We'll have sleep products. We'll have um, libido products. We'll have, uh, you name it, full spectrum health and wellness, uh, you know, athletic recovery type products. Uh, I wanted to make a product line that was extremely clean, uh, something that a child could drink, right? And 
Um, so we'll come out with a product line. We'll come out with some consumables. Um, we're going to dabble into some DNA and genetics. Once again, I want to be very data-driven. Um, I want a guest to come in. We could run a DNA analysis, show them exactly the things that they're lacking in and not sell them on a service, but show them, hey, look, you, you have high inflammation markers in your patellar tendon, right? You're, you're predisposed to possibly having patellar tendonitis. You need to be doing compression therapy on the boots twice a week. You need to be doing red light three times a week, cryo four times a week. So it'll be a data-driven uh, DNA report that actually tells the guest what services they should be doing. So number one, it's not a sales pitch. This is your DNA, right? And secondly, we're not sitting here trying to, to, to educate them on word vomit. We're going to give them a full DNA analysis that spells everything out for them. They can take that home. And guess what? Your DNA never changes. So you have that for the remainder of your life, right? So it's, for me, it's, it's always being data-driven. It's providing people the facts. Um, one of the things that we've always done in the wellness industry since I can remember um, is we're just selling packages, selling memberships. We're just selling, 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 right? We don't really care about educating the person. Uh, we don't care if somebody drops $500 on a package that they may not need. Um, and that's really one of the biggest points about the DNA analysis is we'll no longer have somebody waste money on something they don't need from a wellness perspective. It will be a data-driven DNA genetics test on that person's DNA profile that they can spend dollars that, you know, their hardworking dollars they, they work their asses off for and know that that dollar is going towards an actual benefit and not just something they pissed down the drain. Yeah. Well, it sounds like uh, everybody has access to being the million dollar man. And, uh, yeah. even with, <laughs> you know, I've and there's some of these tests too, like with food allergies and stuff like that. I've always been curious about those things like, oh, you know, you're eating something you, you shouldn't. Right. And it's usually a uh, disease that will spark the interest for someone to go take those tests. So if you know what's going on uh, within your body and what works for you and what's, what doesn't, you can optimize it. And I feel like so many people don't know their optimum potential because they're stuck at whatever rating they are out of a hundred. They think 70% is great. Right. And they haven't even experienced 80 or 90. And it's if a couple of tweaks, they could maybe get there. So it's a, it's a fascinating thing to, to think about where we might be going if we can use health wellness technology and science and integrate it in a useful way to optimize our bodies. Because I feel like, when our bodies are optimal and, and, and I've had these states where I'm really strict with what I eat and what I do, I have a, a very noticeable mindset difference. I can focus for much longer. I have much more energy. And when I get stuck in the city, uh, it, it's not as optimal for me. So I, I'm aware of where my optimal is and I'm not always there, but it's something I can always strive for and, and mitigate when I'm kind of going off the rails a bit. So uh, this has been exciting, man. You know, I, when I'm down to the States next, I'll definitely come check out a cryo and, and, and make a visit. Is there anything else that you think is important to share or that you wish that I had asked before we close the show? I'll just leave you with this. We'll be in your neck of the woods very soon. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> you won't have to come to the States. Oh, right on, right on. Cool. Well, unless uh, you want I, to, unless you want to. Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm down, I'm down <laughs> for some Texas living these days, the way it's going over here. But uh, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the show. If people want to learn more about, you know, your business, the iCryo, or they want to follow you personally and what you share, where should they go? 
Yeah, so we uh, lead everybody directly to the company website. It's simple, very basic, icryo.com, I-C-R-Y-O.com. You can find us all over social media. Uh, once again, Instagram and Facebook, the exact same, at icryo. Uh, keep it very simple. For those of you guys that want to follow me personally, it's at Kyle William Jones. Uh, is my Instagram handle. Um, so for me, I'm very engaging on social media. I love when people reach out and ask me questions about wellness or I cryo or cryotherapy, anything at all. I, I love interacting with some of our guests, some of our customers. Um, to me, once again, it's just all about supplying the education. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show and everything you shared and uh, best of luck getting cryo to the world. Thank you, man. All right. Take care. Thanks guys for watching. Peace. All right, bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely amazing Kyle Jones. I hope that you learned a lot in that episode. I sure did. I didn't know anything about cryotherapy. I've heard it was good, um, but I like that we explored all these other tools for wellness, and I'm actually very excited um, about the prospect of light therapy. I've been, I've looked into that before, and it seemed very, very promising. I didn't fully understand it, but the concepts I was grasping towards. So I feel like we have a bright and beautiful future coming out with some really amazing technologies for human optimization. You know, I think that the body is the ultimate technology but when we understand our environment and what the body responds to and we get these technologies out that can aid us in becoming our highest potential i feel like those are very exciting times that are around the corner so uh, if you enjoy this episode share it as far and as wide as you can if you want to support this show they have deleted patreon um, they are doing everything they can to censor this for whatever reason um, but so if you want to support the show please go to mattbelair.com become a member check on the community there and uh, you can do so by a small donation whatever you want or uh, if you need it for free hit me up matt at zenathlete.com um, if you're interested in training check out the soul compass course and the quantum heart hypnosis quantum heart hypnosis experiences are some of the most powerful meditative uh, hypnotic experiences for programming the mind and body that exist on the planet i know that because i try everything and uh, this is one of the most effective techniques at getting a result that i've ever seen so you have it for life purpose you have it for courage you have it for limiting beliefs you have all these different experiences over there so check that out. The Soul Compass will help you know and live your life purpose. It's a direction. It's not an end result, um, but but clarity, crystal clarity on how to respond to what's going on. And then the Atomic Alchemy Mastermind Group with like-minded community, our own world, a place where you can share freely to be around like-minded community that's going to support you and encourage you to, to go after your dreams, to have a, a place where you can actually speak freely. And uh, we're all on the same page and we're all supportive, um, but also the tools that you need to be successful. So uh, it's a very, very powerful community. And if you want to be a part of that um, and try it out as my guest, just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. It's a very tight community. So I just want to make your make sure you're a good fit. So if that sounds good, um, hit me up there and would love to hear from you. So you can also find me on Telegram. It's the place I'm most active, t.me forward slash mattbelair because of the censorship and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I just look forward to communicating with you everywhere on YouTube. They gave me the channel back, but they keep giving me strikes. So I don't know how long that's going to last. So find the show on Odyssey and on rockfin, uh, R-O-K-F-I-N.com forward slash Matt Belair and, and look forward to communicating with all of you guys. So thank you guys so much. Have a beautiful day and uh, let's just come into a state of peace and coherence before we close it out. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, inspiration, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.